Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, Coach AJ, Coach Key in the house, Hooper's Delight, episode 10. We got a fun one today. We're going to quick uh, review of the girls' state tournament, and then we're going to jump into the 5A boys. We'll touch on 4A a little bit too. State tournament, the brackets are set. Uh, Coach Key's got a few things to say on that. But let's jump into this, man. Girls' tournament, which was our last podcast. Um, what a tournament. It was great. Um, little disappointed with the championship game turnout, but it, it makes sense why that happened um, a little bit. But let, let's talk about that. What was the biggest surprise for you, um, Coeur d'Alene, going back-to-back? Back, uh, great game in the semis against Avery Howell and Tegan Colvin. That back-and-forth was fun. But what's your feel on, on the girls' tournament and how competitive it was? I think that this was probably the most competitive state tournaments from a girls' standpoint that we've seen yeah. with multiple close games, multiple runs between multiple teams. Um, it could have been anybody's uh, state championship this year. And as far as the standpoint of how many impactful players and high-level college players that we had on the floor, it was a thing that everybody should have been tuned into. Everybody should have went out and at least gave these girls the time that they deserve and, and watched them play. Um, I was disappointed in the turnout of the state championship game just because based upon the talent that was on the floor and how the tournament went, there was so many high-level players out here that any of these young girls watching and could have been there to see exactly what it takes, exactly what it looks like to be a top player, to have a McDonald's American there, to have multiple Division I commits and, and high-level players there. Um, it was kind of disappointing to see that there wasn't more people in the stands. It should have been packed out for the state championship game. and. I think that a lot of people missed out on great level basketball across the state. No matter who's in the state championship, it shouldn't matter. That Idaho Center should be filled. Yeah. And we got to do a better job of promoting these girls and promoting the state tournament and marketing these girls because they are of that level. And there's people that are coming to watch. People are driving. Certain people are driving you know, a long ways to watch. And a lot of these teams are coming down here. And for us to be the host and be fortunate and blessed to host a state tournament, it should be packed out for the girls. It should be marketed better. The the we'll get into the bracket um, assembly for max preps later when we talk about the boys. But there is a different way that it could be done so that we could really promote these athletes and market these athletes better, so that people, young girls and and girls that are that are have aspirations of playing college basketball and playing high level high school basketball could come and watch. So I think that the most surprising thing was that it wasn't packed. But as far as the actual basketball that was played, we got this, you know, it displayed a great amount of talent from Coeur d'Alene going back to back, obviously Boise and Avery Howe um, doing what she did and what her team did. Those girls dominated and played well as well. And then to see the level of talent that Rigby had, the level of talent that Lake City have and even Rocky and, and Oahe, we had a lot of people, a lot of players that are very standoutish and they had their moments. Um, and it was, it's actually kind of sad that the season is over. I wish we could go run it back again. Yeah, no, girls basketball was something I have been looking forward to all year. Um, it didn't disappoint. Great basketball games, great talent. Um, I got to watch some 4A basketball as well. Yep. Shay Shippen, who actually just got back from her Columbia visit. Yep. Columbia just beat number 25 Princeton. Now they're tied for first. Uh, Shay Shippen was so fun to watch. I think she averaged 26, 27 a game in the state tournament. Her sister, Kaisa Shippen, who's going to CSI. Abby Lusk, from uh, the sophomore from Pocatello, was unbelievable. Yeah. She's fielding offer after offer now. Uh, it was a lot of fun to, to, to see the girls I hadn't seen yet. 
um, and get a chance to see all of the girls that I'm familiar with just put on a show. And, and you know, good turnout, you know, certain games, but the state championship with that rivalry and, and how Lake City was 2-1 and one against CDA and CDA was trying to go back-to-back. And, you know, the show that Tegan Coleman and Brooks Lee Colvin and Maddie Sheesh. Mitchell, that trio, what they, what they were doing, the show that they put on, I mean, it was entertainment and it was it was a, a gift. And for it to not be packed out, like you said, was extremely disappointing. It just shows again that that you know we're missing the mark on some things as a state. Um, and we'll get into that a little more here in a second with the boys. But shout out to the girls. Shout out to you know Coeur d'Alene, Coach Simmons. Uh, you've said it before. They are just winners. Yep. Uh, we get a chance to see her son, Caden Simmons play at the Idaho Center this week. Uh, Coach Corey Simmons up at NIC. Shout out to the Simmons family. Uh, she's a good friend of mine. We, we lived up there. We did church together and stuff. So shout out to Nicole Simmons and Coeur d'Alene. Um, Lake City had a great season. Yep. Avery Waddington was fun to watch. Sophie Zufelt had a great tournament. Uh, sh she showed why she got that D1 offer um, from that school in Texas. And and Cambry Barber and Kinsley Larson and Tiade Togiai balled out. And Miley Graham, Kylie Danzi. Rigby was fun to watch. And uh, I believe Josie Davis had 14 steals in the yeah, game. In the game yeah. um, Logan Sailors had, had had a big game, and and shout out to Logan Sailors who didn't yep. end up getting first team All Conference, which, and she wasn't Defensive Player of the Year either. Zoe Blackwell was, and I'm not taking anything away from Zoe. She she's a monster, had a monster year. Logan Sailors was the first team All Conference player this year. She exploded offensively Without and was, in my opinion, the best player defensively along with Zoe Blackwell in the conference. That was criminal to me. We don't have to get into all, all the all-conference stuff right now. But a lot of good teams, a lot of good players, uh, fun to watch, and uh, I hope it continues to grow because yep. the girls are doing their part in, um, you know, getting Idaho on the map from Meadow Hoops to Tree of Hope to all yep. these uh, high school programs uh, and coaches but uh, so shout out to the ladies uh, appreciate you great great job and and congratulations to Coeur d'Alene and then Brindley Cannon and the girls over at Shelley Brindley yep. Cannon was a monster, monster. and BYU got back Hooper. to back right yeah uh, no no they lost in the in the title game last year to Sandpoint actually oh, yeah yep. okay, okay. yes yeah, so so shout That's out to Brindley Cannon and 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 uh, Mia Williams and the girls out there at Shelley they capped off an undefeated season and yep. Brindley Cannon was good. Was too Real much, good. too much for Skyline to handle in that championship. But I love watching the Shippens. Loved watching Shelly play. They deserved it. But, but anyway, on to the boys. Uh, transition a little bit. I'm gonna let you go ahead and start. We've got. We'll focus on the 5A, and then we'll talk about what the 4A title game is gonna be because we're that confident in it. But uh, let's start with the 5A. Let's talk about the bracket. I did an Instagram live uh, yesterday. Go check that out on EBC uh, at EBC Ministry page if you want to see my rundown kind of of the bracket and how it happened. But right now, I'm going to let you talk about the 5A boys basketball. All righty. So I'm going to try to do this the most respectful and professional way that I can do this um, and that we can do this. And, you know, if your feelings are hurt for anybody that's involved, so what? Um, first, first and foremost, when we look at Max Preps and the rankings that they put out and how they made these, this bracket for the state tournament this year, it's not just this year that it's been awful and it's a travesty, but for all the years that they've had where we've had, we've been sold short as basketball fans. And other sports. And other sports. It, as it well. happened in volleyball this year yeah. too. So anyway, So ahead. we've been sold short as fans. Now forget us as fans. The kids that are competing and going to practice 
every single day and are dreaming of these moments to play in a state tournament, to play the right games, to play to where a state championship game could be a sold-out arena at the Idaho Center. We are being a disadvantage. Like we're, We are being a disservice to these programs, to these kids and these athletes, which and who it's about, by having Max Preps run these tournaments. And for whoever is the eyes or the evaluator or the person that gives points based upon schedule, based upon um, Idaho basketball and what they are observing, I really hope that it's somebody that actually has experience playing the game. Now, I don't think you have to be a great coach, great, great trainer, great player to observe the sport and, and cover the sport. But if you've never played, if you've never seen these teams compete and know exactly who's on the floor and who holds offers and, and what the strength of schedule truly is, you should have no position to make a bracket, and especially a bracket that is this awful. And so I hate to be that guy, but this is the worst state tournament bracket for the men's basketball that I have seen in, in years. And constantly it's a complaint about how it's ran and then we put it up to where it's a vote and it loses out last year uh, I'm pretty sure six to seven on the votes who are these people voting and what are you truly voting for because you didn't you did a disservice to every single player of every program in the state of Idaho from 1a all the way up to 5a by how you ranked it with max preps I hate to be that guy. None of these guys or none of these people that are judges or the, the people that make the rules are actually coming and watching the statewide players and the teams and seeing exactly what's going on and how to rank it respectfully. Mm -hmm. Because if you did, if you had any basketball knowledge at all, there's no reason in the state of Idaho that Madison should be less than number two. They should be two for sure, yeah. without a doubt. Nope. And that's not, I have no bias towards Madison at all. But when you look at their schedule, they have two losses. One to Corona, Corona Centennial and the Oahe Holiday Tournament, which is one of the best teams in the state of California with multiple Division I, high-level Division I players, Arizona commit, UCLA commit, and talks of Carter Bryant, who's on their team, going to Arizona, being a potential lottery pick in the NBA. They have a loss to them, which was a close game. Nine and, points. And then they lost to Oahe, who is Hasn't lost a game in Idaho. At Hawaii. In At Hawaii. In the morning following that late night right. loss. And they've had, and that team has lost a game in the state of Idaho and their margin of victory for SIC play was 37.8 points per game, I'm yeah. pretty sure. So, and Madison, and Madison is 18-0 since those, those two losses and their margin of victory, 33 points a game. Right. And, and, and that includes a 25-point win over Pocatello, who is probably a top if they were 5a would probably be number three right and who's had they pocatello in itself they beat meridian they at beat meridian at meridian they beat eagle at eagle and you have them as what was it, three that i think timberline is timberline yeah. is down at three yeah um meridian was number two in the sic regular season so you know those are good wins for a pocatello team that is a 4a team yeah but overall just how the bracket has played out as fans it's been a disservice to the players and the programs, it's a disservice. And what we're, the, the Idaho State Tournament, you're missing out on tons of money, tons of people coming to the games because now how our first round is, is you're going to have a SIC team first another SIC team. You're going to have an SIC team from a team down south, or I guess east. You're going to have two teams that played in the same conference 
And you have another two teams that played in the same conference. So we have three matchups where teams are playing the same teams they've played the entire year. And for the people that want to spectate and really watch good basketball, we're not going to get that. We're stolen. Like, it's stolen from us. And so for us to sit here and we're going to see Lake City and Coeur d'Alene play again. We're going to see Eagle and Timberline play again. We're going to see Owyhee and Middleton play again. And the only new game that we get to see is Madison first Capital. And both of those teams deserve better. Both of them. Both of them. Both of them deserve better. And and I'm I'm sick to my stomach. And once again, I did a live on it yesterday, and I posted that in a 45-minute live. But I can't get over the fact that um, Madison has two losses to nationally ranked teams, and here we are, them as number four. It, we're just not going to ever be able to get over that. And, and here's my problem with it, and I didn't really touch on this yesterday, but the 4A state championship is going to be, and I will – put my house on it, is going to be Pocatello versus Hillcrest round three. Going to be a huge game. And Pocatello, for the first time, is ranked above Hillcrest going into the tournament. They're one, Hillcrest is two, okay? And it's been a different type of year. It feels different for Pocatello, feels different for, for Hillcrest a little bit, losing Kessler and whatnot. But that game is going to be at 6 o'clock Saturday night. Both teams from back east. Huge game, Division One talent, Boise State commit, Boy, uh, Julian Bowie, BYU commit, Isaac Davis, Hawaii Pacific commit, Ike Sutton. Yep. You got all these guys. It's gonna, they're going to put on a show 6 o'clock Saturday. And instead of the game afterwards being a team from the East, could you imagine the crowd at the Hillcrest Pocatello game and what, that what it would turn into into a team from the East along with those two being from the East in a Madison versus Hawaii? Could you imagine? That would, that would well, be... Not that say would, that that's who it would be, but potentially. Potentially. Potentially from... From a, but most like we'll say most likely based on what we know about these teams, and this does not take anything away from Capital. I think Capital can beat Madison if they play well. I think who knows if Middleton, who has played a Waihee to their second closest game in Idaho this year, who knows if they can show up and beat them. Well, Timberline almost everybody too. They've been upsetting everybody. Who knows if it, all, that doesn't take away from this argument that you play the game for a reason. Like I don't want to have this podcast or have that live I did yesterday and have people come out if. Capital beats Madison and be like, oh, Max Preps was right. No, they're not. They're not right. right. It is wrong. I don't care if a team beats a team. That's what, March Madness is the same way. If, if a 16 beats a 1, is a 16 a better team? That day they were. But overall, no. That team would probably lose 99 times out of 100 of that team. Right. It's basketball. It's what happens. But Capital having to play Madison and the winner, of, at, mind you, at noon. At noon. So now all these fans from Madison have to head out at 7 a.m. to get here. And, and that's probably the best first-round game. The most It's going to be the most yeah. exciting. There's going to be dunks. There's going to be highlights. There's going to be 80 to 75. Like, yeah, it's going to be a fast-paced yeah, It's going to be a fast-paced, high-scoring game. You know, there's going to be ankle breakers, all that stuff. That's at noon. And then you got the number one team, Owyhee, against Middleton at two. So you're, you're not going to highlight the best teams and the best players. And that's your responsibility. As Idaho High School Athletic Association, it, it, you're, that's your responsibility to create the best environment, the most – fruitful for yourself when it comes to a business standpoint this from a business standpoint this is done incredibly wrong you're losing you are going to lose so much money and i said it yesterday on my live let us set up the bracket we'll make you two to three hundred percent times your money right two to three times your money we we i mean because we know we watch and it's not that we watch every game we know the players we invest time into doing our research 
getting to know the players, watching the players, watching the coaches, watching the teams on NFHS Network, going and watching games. That's not happening with Max Preps, and that's what you called it out, and, and I called it out yesterday. It's extremely unfortunate. It, sh it shows that the kids are not prioritized, and usually when the kids aren't prioritized, it, it's about the money. And in this case, it's not even about the money. Like right. it, it, it can't be because you're going to lose a ton of money because of it. But ultimately, if we would have had a Pocatello Hillcrest championship followed by a Madison Hawaii championship, it would have been the most. It would have been standing room only. Oh, it would have been standing oh. room only, and and it, it would have been the biggest scene because of the growth with the Hawaii Holiday Tournament, the growth in girls basketball, the the amount of hoopers we have, um, Division One hoopers we have now, the growth, you know the economic growth out here, the different type of athletes coming in, it would have been the biggest night of basketball the state's ever seen, and we've been robbed. Um, yeah. and, and so anyway, and once again, no disrespect to any other teams involved. We'll touch on the bracket now. We vented a little bit. We'll talk about the bracket, and, and we can drop our feelings in as, as we move on. But you're right. This is the worst state tournament bracket I've seen since I've been here. And, and I got married to my wife. She's almost 13 years ago. So I've been out here back and forth out here 14 years, and this is the worst tournament bracket I've seen. So let's jump into the bracket now. Um, appreciate you sharing your heart. Uh, it's tough to do because we aren't in the business of, of hurting feelings, right. but we are in the business of being honest and, and doing what's best for the kids. That's what this is about. So game number one, we'll start with game one and, and we'll move down. Madison versus Capital, two teams you are very familiar with. You know a lot about both of these teams. I'm excited for the tournament to get kicked off you know, I'm going to try to take the pros from, from this bracket uh, and not the cons, but the pro of Ma Madison Capital under the bright lights to kick the tournament. I wish this was the late night game. It's not. First game, what do you got? Uh, and, and give me a prediction at the end of it. I'll say uh, Capital's ready. Capital has made a run and they've made statements and they have, they've fought their way into this, into the state tournament. And, you know, we said before that they were the dark horse that could make the state tournament. Now they're here. They've done it. Coach Blaster has done an amazing job. These guys are they're prepared. They're, they compete hard. They play physical. Um, they have so much talent. And we said, that, you know, this is this year they have to do it. Like they have to go to state. They have to, you know, make noise. And um, I just think they got a bad draw. I really do. And Horrible it's not, draw. It's not in the sense of that they're not good enough. That's that's not what I'm saying. But for them to start off the state tournament as the first game, um, they they clawed and fought their way into it, and they have to play a Madison team that is on a roll right now, smashing everybody won their district championship by by a lot. Yeah. And has hasn't lost since the the Christmas tournament. And you're coming in, you fought to get in here, and now you're getting somebody that's hot. They're on a roll and they're ready to go. And so. And Madison travels extremely well. We went to the real CHS game, and it should have been packed out. There was multiple seats left, even in the student section. We had to move out of our seats just for one seat to get taken up. Yeah. So I don't know how Capital is going to travel as far as a student section and what they're going to bring. I'm not saying that they don't have a student section. They have one. But the way that Madison travels, and shout out to our guy, Rhett, what he does with having those guys, they have all types of different things that they do. That student section at Madison and those fans, they pull up, they show out, and their team does it as well. I don't think anybody's going to stop Nash Humphreys. Um, he's going to get whatever he wants, and Barrett Wilson and those guys, um, they have so much. And yeah. they're so physical, too. They're athletic. Their point guard is, is for me, is my favorite player in the, league, in, in the state tournament um, and that I've got to watch this year, and I became such a big fan. Um, but I just think they got too much. They yeah. got too much for them. So I think that they'll, 
depending on how the pace of the game goes, it's going to be a high-scoring game. Oh, yeah. And it, it could be a close game if Capitals hit their shots, David McNamara and them guys, if Selly's aggressive, in which every game that he's been aggressive, it gives them the best chance to win. Talasso doing what he does, baby Zion, shout-out to him as well, and uh, Makai Durrell, who's who dominated, has been dominant. Those guys are huge, Isaiah Teleria and those cats. So they have so many – they have players that can compete. They're going to compete hard. I just – you know, I think – that Madison's a little bit bigger. They have size, not just with with height, but also very physical guards mm-hmm. as well. Yep. And yep. Nash is running that show. So yeah. um, I, I have Madison in that game by probably about 12, 12, 12. 15. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for a, a high-paced game. I'm worried about Capital uh, shooting in that gym or, uh, midday and first time in there. Madison's very comfortable under the bright lights, played in the big tournaments, played here, been here, done that, especially with guys like, uh, you know, the – Next Pro 16, New Balance Circuit uh, MVP, Nash Humphreys. He loves the bright lights. I don't think Capital quite understands what is coming with Nash Humphreys. People better watch their ankles because he wants to cre- he wants to create instant highlight videos, and he will, and he's nasty, and he play- He almost beat Lake City last year by himself. He almost put the team on the back, beat Le- that Lake City team last year. They lost by nine, and that it was a four-point game with five minutes to go, and Nash Humphreys was him. Right. You know, and he's so, been him. Yeah, Killed been Corona him. Centennial, too. Yep. Killed exa- him. Exactly, at 26, I think, on them, and, and, create, and, and had a vital highlight where yep. he – he he lost he lost one of their guards, but but yeah, I, I've got Madison this game. Shout out to Rhett as well. I was I just got off the phone uh, with him be, before we started here. Him and his boys are coming down Wednesday night. Going to try to get them set up and ready to go. I don't think there's a better student section in the state than Madison. No, and 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 a why he's going to be mad about that, but a why he doesn't show up to games unless they matter and they don't stay past halftime and they don't show up for their girls' state playing games, which which I'm not happy with that. A why he will show out. For, uh, because they have a good feel that their team's going to win it, uh, but the best student section in the state for me is probably is probably Madison, led by led by our guy Rhett. But you're right, Madison's very physical. Th- their physicality is underrated. That's why they've averaged um, margin of victory is 33 points a game in the last 18 games or 18 and 0 since the loss to Hawaii. They're led by Nash Humphreys. Barrett Wilson, I think, is going to give Durrell and Tolasso problems. I think he could get them in foul trouble because he's so finesse, so up and under, but also so physical, plays outside, inside. I think there's going to be foul trouble somewhere for Capital, and I think Barrett Wilson has a huge game. Um, and Luke Watson is is the next factor for them the big that they have number 15 his physicality we saw him at the holiday tournament very good you've got all red who can strap it up and hit 10 threes in a game and then chase crane defensively yeah chase crane defensively dog lock up dog he's he's gonna be uh, an x factor in this tournament for them especially if they go on to to win this game beat a he if a he beats uh middleton but um they're tough uh, Coach Humphreys knows what he's doing, um, and he's going to let his guys go, and, and they're ready. Uh, I, once again, I hate that this is the noon game. But Capital, for me, it makes me sick that Capital is the five seed. I think Eagles should be in this position. Um, they finished higher in the league than Capital, and they beat Capital at Capital. No reason Eagles shouldn't be playing in this game. I think that's more of a realistic game, and I would have lo- loved to seen Capital in the Eagle spot, which would have been Timberline, who's a group that that Capital group has never beaten. Right. I would have loved to seen them get another shot at Timberline. <clears throat> Excuse me. Shout out Game Time Guru. Anytime I voice crack. Uh, but, but anyway, um, I would have loved to see that Capital Timberline game. But Capital, you know, we said that they're a dark, dark horse. You, you got to prove it now against 
a Madison team that's going to be ready to go. Um, I got Madison in this game by, like you said, like 10 to 12, I think. I think double digits is, is realistic. Going to be a fun one, though, and I think there's going to be some highlights. I think there's going to be some, po- some Yeah, I think there's going to be some posters potentially on both sides, and I think there's going to be some guys who, who go uh, ice skating. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's going to happen. It's going to be a fun one. Show up for that one at noon. It's, I think it's going to be a great kickoff game, but wish it was the late game. Uh, next game, we've got Middleton Owyhee. Middleton played Owyhee to their closest game. Oh, and by the way, shout out to Makai Durrell also. Yeah. Makai Durrell is, is uh, going to be getting some, some college interest after the state tournament. He should expect a couple phone calls. I've been talking to some coaches. They really liked what he did in that playing game to get them in when he had 21, dunked down the middle of the lane, was hitting threes. Um, it, he plays within himself. He does no, a great he's good. job. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't force nothing. Mm-hmm. Play, like you said, plays with himself. Yeah. He's athletic. He's very underrated. Yeah. Um, and he's one of those guys that can pop. I think if him and Talasso are both hitting, um, along with Dave and Sally, those those guys, if they shoot the ball well, it oh, changes the everything. game. It could be it could be a close game all the way through. Um, but it, it, the playing at the Idaho Center is just a little bit different. All that open space in the back. Um, if you haven't been there, there's dead spots on the floor. Um, it's just a little different. So Capital, get there at 9 a.m. and have a practice and get ready and shoot yeah. the ball as much as you can and, and, and do a pre-NBA game workout where you go have a practice before the game. And, and get shots up. But uh, Darrell and Talasso have to outplay Barrett Wilson and Luke Watson for me. I don't see that happening. I think Barrett Wilson is the best player uh, in the gym besides N- Nash Humphreys. I think Madison has the two best players in that game. But the guards from Capitol have to shoot it well, yeah. along with Darrell and Talasso outplaying Madison's big. So anyway, Owyhee Middleton. Um, Middleton played Owyhee when they got back from the Damien. The day after they got back from the Damien, they had to go to Middleton your alma mater, tough place to play, different vibe, uh, played them to 11. It was a clo- It was an eight-point game in the fourth, ended up beating Middleton, who's been hot as anybody lately. Yep. They beat Meridian. They beat Eagle to get in. Um, they're, they're ready to go. They earned it. And, and they are playing up to what I would call their potential. Um, they got shooters. They got size. They got guys that can put you on uh, on a highlight reel. Um, yeah, they break can, rims. Yeah, they can change. Yeah, break rims, change momentum. Riker Apple has played well recently. Um, Parker Lambert, Truman Stuckey, if he shoots the ball well, they can play with anybody. Um, but Ty Cornwall, the sophomore He's guard, held. is coming into his own. He's He's nice. co- he got he got the he he dominated Eagle. He had 17 made plays, you know. And then they got Blake Bishop. They go six three six three six four six four six four. In athletic. And then they got Kofed if he's healthy off the bench, who's big and physical. They're athletic. They have to shoot it well. They have to play out of their minds to beat a Waihee. Uh, Waihee loves the bright lights. This is what they've been waiting for all year. I got a Waihee by 20 plus. I got a Waihee by 20 to 22 probably. Um, I'll say this. I don't know. I, Middleton has been playing extremely well, and I think if the game is slower, they, mm-hmm. it could be a little bit tougher, and it would be yeah. one of those games where I think a Waihee could be. I think Middleton could be, you know, close as eight. Yeah. Um, and I, I say I don't mean to sound disrespectful, but – Watching the district championship game, I was a little, I left a little with a sour taste in my, my mouth for a while. I think that's the worst game they played all year. Um, they still won by eight or nine, but it just showed that they are beatable. And we haven't seen them being beatable by any team in the state yeah. um, up until this point. And Timberline slowed the pace down. It was a lower scoring game. Liam Campbell popped off and... and, and and they had big, big energy from Cam Downey and Jackson Rogers and Jace Allen that really changed the game. Yeah. Um, you know, we've seen stars struggle that we haven't seen struggle 
No, yes. per se. So, and then Liam did what he does. So, um, he was an unbelievable with 24. He was, yep. he took the game over yep. and he was unbelievable in that yep. game. And I think if they didn't have the energy that they have from, from Cam Downey coming in off the bench, Jace Allen and, uh, and Jackson Rogers, Jackson Rogers was having offensive board after offensive board. Yeah. Cam Downey came in and popped off for a quick five, quick six. Yeah. And, and multiple offensive rebounds. They need their stars to play well. And they need the guys that they would be stars in any other team, yeah. but they're playing a role. And yeah. if they all move the ball and play how I've seen them play before, that's the difference in their team. When they don't move the ball, they look beatable. Yeah. And that's what happened on the, uh, the district championship. They still won. But when they move the ball and they defend the way that they have all year, that's when they're hard to beat. When you got a guy with 15, 14, 14, 13, yeah. 12, yeah. all the way down, then they become the team that's beating teams by 50. Yeah. So I think yeah. the game could be, I think it's between 8 and 20. Yeah. And I think why he wins. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, like you said, it was interesting to see a why he have really one of their starters go and the other the uh, other guys not fine. I'm not going to count Rodgers. I'll say I'll say four of their Rodgers is that guy is a glue guy. He's Does he's everything right. everything right. And then you got those other four starters who all could potentially average 20 a game on any other team in the league and you saw one of them going and I, I don't think the other three would come up and be like oh I, I played well I don't think they would say that and it was interesting because it stayed close because Reese Elder uh and we'll touch on him shout out was, to him yeah wait till ooh, we get to him yeah. wait, wait till we get to him so I I, I I got I got a white yeah I got a white in that game to set up that matchup in the semifinals that should be the state championship which we'll touch on so let's get down to the lower part of the bracket which all four of these teams probably don't want to hear anything negative we have to say about the bracket or about max preps because they're all on cloud nine right now and the the five o'clock game is battle of the north a rematch of the girls state title game it is Coeur d'Alene versus Lake City number two seed Coeur d'Alene who's 20 and three versus Lake City uh, the defending champs with some of those guys back they don't have a single starter back but they have dudes they're young and they've been there they they in my opinion upset a centennial team and and dominated the paint and Reese Strawn was the best player on the floor, and they get Coeur d'Alene, their rival. That is a bitter rivalry. I know both of these teams. I know guys on both teams well. They don't like each other, and they've played each other since last year, the last couple years, and they have Fall League up there in Spokane that they both play in. They're always playing each other in the title games. They play multiple times in the fall. Obviously, they play in the summer and spring as well, but it's always give and take on the win and losses. Okay, right. like as since Buchanan and these guys have have taken off, every time these guys play each other, Lake City will win twice, then Coeur d'Alene will win twice, and then Lake City will win, Coeur d'Alene will win. It's back and forth. There's not a huge gap here, even though Coeur d'Alene is, is two and zero against them this year. Coeur d'Alene knows this Lake City team can come in and beat them, and Lake City has been to the Idaho Center. A bunch of these guys know the freshman Jordan Carlson, the six seven freshman who's balling, had 30 against Lewiston, had a great game the other day, had maybe the shot of the game the other day to to keep the lead at five to seven. Um, he's hooping. He hasn't been there though. Josh Watson, the sophomore who just had 20 and 13 against Centennial, had his biggest game of the year. He's been there. He was there as a freshman. Reese Strawn was their sixth man last year. He's averaging 20 a game. Just had 25 against Centennial. He's been there, and the ball is going to be in his hands. And he's not afraid of any of these. Coeur d'Alene guys, Kaysen Miller's been there. He was off the bench last year, played a ton for that state championship team, and he is now playing his best basketball of the year. He has shown up and arrived, and, uh, and he has awakened, and he's playing well. Lake City against Coeur d'Alene is going to be interesting. Coeur d'Alene has not been to the Idaho Center. Caden Simmons is leading that team along with Logan Orchard, who should be player of the year, going to Eastern Oregon. 
Carter Rupp is a bucket. He could go for 30 any game. Gunnar Larson, he does a lot for them. This is going to be a fun game, dude. The 5 o'clock game is going to be a lot of fun. Um, I don't know who I'm going to take yet. Uh, I, I, you know what? I'm going to take Coeur because Lake City has to prove that they can beat that team in the season this year. But Lake City can do it. Um, I'm a Lake City guy. I coach a couple of those guys with Meta. Uh, Carter Rupp I coached last year a little bit for Coeur But I, I think Coeur has shown that they're the better team this year. But Lake City can do it. But Lake City got to prove it for me. I got Coeur by 6 to 8. Okay. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to be on the opposite side. I'm going to pick Lake City this really? time. I just think that Reese Strong, Case Miller, and Josh Watson, who I, who I love watching him play, I think that these guys are, are rolling at the right time, and it's hard to beat a, time, a team three times. And I think that this is the time that they, that they get it done. Um, and not to take anything from, away from Coeur d'Alene, I, I would pick Coeur d'Alene typically. However, it's just when you get onto a certain run, role and you've been there and you have experience, experience plays role, whether they're young or not, doesn't matter. They've been there. And being in that gym, it, it, there's magic that happens. That's why I think the state tournament should always be held at the Idaho Center because yeah. there is so much greatness within the state tournament that has happened in that gym where we've been shocked many times where teams have been upset that we thought had no chance of losing, um, especially in like the past two, three years. So I, I'm going to yeah. go with Lake City uh, uh, getting another upset and continuing their run. I, I like that. And, and Lake City is young. They have one senior. But they have guys that have rings and right. who have been there, and that matters. And and Coeur d'Alene, like Capital, has not been there with 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 these groups, and it's different. And both of those teams are teams that shoot the ball from the outside, and they need to shoot well. That game is going to be extremely interesting for me. Coeur d'Alene has has out physicaled Lake City both times they've played with their bigger bodies, uh, and Watson being a sophomore, Carlson being a freshman, both are coming into their own a little bit, like Ty Cornwall from Middleton. Right. They're starting to step into it later in the season. We see it with these younger guys. They have not been rebounding. Lake City has not been rebounding the ball well at all lately. They got out-rebounded against um, Post Falls the other day in, in, in the, the, the elimination game to go to the play-in game. They got out-rebounded, I think, by 15 to 20 and still found a way to win. And then Centennial who I don't think out-rebounded them, who had no business even being close in rebounds with Edward Simi against those two. That's an advantage to Lake City. Lake City didn't rebound well. Lake City needs to rebound the ball, if not out-rebound Coeur d'Alene to win this game. Right. Um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a fun one. It's going to be a fun one, and I can't wait. So we're on the opposite uh, on that one. So let's jump to the nightcap. Um, an interesting matchup with Eagle and... Eagle and... Timberline, I've been dwelling on this one. Eagle was up three on Timberline at Eagle earlier this year. Alex Coe gets fouled on a three at the end of the game. I think with no time left, it was a phantom foul call. I watched the video. Eagle was really upset about it. They, he, Alex Coe shot it, kind of flailed, and, and they gave him three free throws. But ball never lies. He hit all three. They go to overtime. Timberline beats Eagle. So we have an interesting case here, but I'm going to just – Initially, I'm going to throw it out there. I'm going to take Timberline in this game because I think Eagles big Cal Hewish is such a huge part of them winning at this point. I think the physicality of Haney and Hines, the twins, the, the elder twins and co and these guys, I think they can counteract that enough and playing at the ICCU arena under the bright lights against Hawaii playing the way they did against Hawaii. This Timberline group is so tough mentally and has no fear, especially after how they just played against Hawaii. I have to take Timberline. I have to take Timberline in this game, but Russell Gibson, Miguel Taylor, Cal Hewish all have to play above their average. Uh, Cole Pugh's had a great year. Him as well, he's going to have to give Alex Coe problems because um, when Coe scores, 
15 plus, they're really tough to beat and they're much better. But Reese Elder for me is the most improved player of the year. He's the breakout player of the year. Yep. I think he's shown that he can go play at the next level somewhere. Reese Elder is a college basketball player and what he did against Hawaii and against that defense, the not backing down, hitting threes, getting to the rim. His brother as well, Bryce is tough. Like I said, uh, Haney can go for 20 and 10. We've yep. seen him do it at, at Middleton. Hines, we saw, was an X factor um, against Centennial when they beat, er, no, I, I, I don't know if it's Centennial. A game I went to, I said Hines was going to be a factor, and he had 15 and 8. They have, and they're very well coached. Coach of the year, Coach Noble out there in, in the SIC. I think the ICCU game against the district championship game against the White Heat is going to do them wonders, especially in this first round game. And I think if Timberline wins this first round game, they're going to give one of those North teams fits physically and defensively and on the glass. If whoever wins that game, I got potentially going to the state championship game, which means if Eagle can find a way, I like Eagle against one of the North teams as well. Yep. Um, and so I'm gonna go with Timberline though, for, for, for those reasons. But Eagle can do it. Coach Pickett is dangerous in the state tournament. He's won yep. a state championship with, with, with the girls a few years ago, and he's been to three state championship games. That's going to be a fun one. It's going to be not as exciting, I think, as the other three games, um, but it could be. It, it, the, the last time they play, it was. So right. what do you feel about this game? You know all these guys. Well, so, and this is no disrespect to Timberline at all because I have been very high on them this season as well. I think Reese Elder, what he did in the district championship, I had to even message him like, yo, yeah, you was balling. You was, you were, you were a dude. And that was, you know, I don't, I don't give too many, uh, just straight shout outs. Yeah. Where I directly will message you and say, Hey, like keep going. And he, and he did that. He definitely, he definitely, I became a fan. He definitely was a bucket. He was taking big shots, making big shots. I think he had three in a row and just wielded that team. And then, you know, Jacob Heidi's one of my guys, day one guy, I love him to death. Um, and same with Alex Cole, love those guys. But uh, for me, I don't know. There's some days where I just wake up and I have weird feelings. And oh boy, I, the last two days, I've just been thinking that Eagle is going to be that team that, that win. I think that they're not going to just win this. I think they're going to be the team that comes out on this side and ends up getting to the state championship. I don't know why I feel that way because I didn't even pick them for them to get to state. Yeah. Um, and they have proven me wrong. And Russell Gibson has been playing exceptionally well. He's been carrying. He's been leading. And he's putting those guys in a great position. Now they had a little shakeup with, with their game against Middleton, I want to say. But outside of that, what their team has done with Russ leading the way, he's been there too. And he's played well against all of these teams. Last year when they were in the state tournament, he played well. So I think that now if he can, if they can use Cal Hewish, Miguel Taylor, and uh, I want to say Sione Perkins. Sione Perkins. Those, big, you a fan those of. three big dudes can play physical and match the physicality of Timberline, mm -hmm. I think it's going to be, I think Eagle could end up on top. Right. Either way, though, I, I'm not going to say Eagle all the way outright. I think it's a one-point game. I think it's a one- to three-point game either way. Um, gonna I'm going to take Eagle, but I wouldn't be surprised either way. Yeah. Um, and if it's to be any blowout, I think it would end up being Timberline that blows Eagle out, yeah. and that's because they're dictating the tempo. The Bigs is out rebounding, and they're out moving, and resellers popping for a quick 20. Yeah. Nice 25, and Alex Cole has about 20 himself. So, yeah. um, But I think for Eagle to win, they're gonna, it's going to be a close game, one to three points. Yeah. And I think that Russ has to he has to have a game where he has 25 points and 10 assists and, and four steals and at least cut his turnovers to two. 
Yeah. And he has to play exceptionally well. He can't get rattled. He can't get emotional. He has to play the game, which I've seen him do numerous times. But if he has a big game, he gets some shooters involved and gets some people around him involved like he always does. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to go with Eagle from one, one to three point win. Yeah, I think Andrew Palferman, who uh, he started, he comes off the bench, energy guy. He's like a Jackson Rogers type. He is an X factor in this game. He needs to get on the glass. He needs to push these guys from Timberline uh, around as well, defend. Um, he's for me and Hayden Robido. I just posted a on our Nasty on our page. Yeah, the whoo, the layup, and that's that 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 one's that that's popping off. Right. So uh, he can come in and give them minutes. They've got to take care of the ball. But Miguel Taylor, like Kaysen Miller from Lake City, Miguel Taylor is playing his best basketball of the year. He he is he played well against Middleton, got them back in the game in the third quarter. He had six points, uh, three rebounds, three assists, two steals. And then he had nine the other day against Highland, um, hit some big free throws to close it out, shut the door on him. Miguel Taylor, I'm happy for him. They need him to play the way he's been playing. And then Cole Pugh, who's had an exceptional season, right, his best really season. Well. Eagle has guys that are playing well at the right time. So you could be 100% right. right. Timberline's toughness for me, though, and their physicality yeah. and that ICCU game is, is is a difference for me in that game. Right, so, right. So, so let's let's go based on the teams we picked. Who do you think wins a Whitey Madison? Who are you taking in that game? If it happens, if it happens. It's such a hard one to say. Just um, I, I'm taking a Whitey just because they, you know, they did give him the business the first time. 22 points, I'm going to say. 19. 19 points. Yeah. Still right yeah, there. Yeah, right there. Um, and I just I I don't know if Madison has enough depth that Hawaii has, mm-hmm. and I truly think that Hawaii has something to prove this year, based upon last year. And I know Liam is not going to go out without swinging. So I know oh, yeah. that I know it's going to be and Madison's going to have to play their absolute best game, and Hawaii would have to play a game like they played against Timberline in the district championship for them to have. A, a shot, and that's no disrespect to Madison because I'm a huge, huge yeah. fan of theirs. Um, but in that game, I, I, I think that the student sections are both going to be crazy. Yeah. I think that the, I think that'll be the most packed game of the state tournament, and yeah. I think that when there's big moments, and everybody's watching, there's certain players that I know on Hawaii that haven't been showing that will show up and be there. Um, they better because Nash Humphrey will, and and I know he'll be, he, he will for sure. <laughs> and so, and I think some of these guys, this is their first time really, like Bo, Bowden Howell. This is his first time seeing what it's like to play in the uh, the Idaho Center. And I think mm-hmm. that um, I think Logan Hosmer having a bad game in the district championship is is going to wake him up. Oh yeah, to become to to be who he is. Yeah. And nobody this year has really got to see how capable he is of being a dude. Yeah, and defensively, he's been great. Oh, great. Um, and I think him and Jace Allen are going to try to wear Nash down. And so yeah. they're going to be on him the entire game. He's not going to get any easy looks. And the other guy's got to be around. And I, I just feel like for some reason, I just feel like Jackson Rasmus is going to have a huge game. Yeah, I feel like he's going to be dominant. And I feel like he's going to give them problems. And when he plays well, typically they play well and they win. Yeah. And so I, I just think they have they have so much. And they're yeah. going to have those energy guys from Cam Downey and, and Jay Raj and Jace Allen coming into the game that are really impactful. Ryan Brecky, great defender, takes yeah. a lot of charges. So they have so much, and they're prepared, yeah. and they're motivated. And I think this is Andy Harrington's fifth. This is his fifth district uh, championship game that he's won. Fifth district title he's won. He's eighteen 
uh, straight district games. I think that this year he wants to cap it off with another state championship. Yeah. Um, and that'll put, you know, that'll put a lot of people that have been hating and being against and don't want to play these guys to bet yeah. when they win this one. So and we'll I talk think, about that if they when yeah. and if if and when they do. Yep. And we'll yep yep. So I go with the Wahi this game. I do think it's going to be close though. Mm-hmm. I think that Madison's going to put up a fight, and I don't think it's going to be a twenty point game. I think it's going to be within five. I was going to say five. That's my number as well. I'm and I taking... think even an overtime game. Really? I think an overtime game because it's exactly what everybody would want. Yeah. And that's because it should be the state title game. Right. And that touches on our point that we that we were talking about at the start of this. This should be the state championship game. Um, but, you know, March Madness, if you will, um, I think Friday is March 1st. So a Waihee lookout because Madison is coming um, if, if they can get past Capitol. Uh, that's the game that Madison wants. They they wanted it yeah. on Saturday, but but they want it regardless. Right. And and they've been thinking about it, and they've been waiting for it. And the the toughness of those kids back east, it, most of the uh, the top players in the state are coming from back east, and Humphreys and Barrett Wilson and Bowie and and Davis and Sutton and and, and all those guys. And so the, the the east are the beasts, and and I I think that's a game that Madison can win. Um, for me, the familiarity between Hostweit and Allen with Nash, they all played on the same club team and went 25-1 right. and one right. a, a few years ago when, when they were all club teammates together, when Logan played up with those guys. Um, that is That takes away from Madison for me because how well they know him. They right. did get a chance to see him this year. Um, Rogers and Downey uh, as well. Cam played with those guys as well. Rogers as well. They all know each other, and because of that, for me, that takes away a little bit from Madison, and that takes away enough for me to feel comfortable going with the Waihee. Barrett Wilson is going to have to outplay Liam Campbell. Yeah, That's going to be a tall task. And, and if he does, Luke Watson is going to have to hold down Jackson Rasmussen, which I think is going to be difficult. And like you said, you start looking at these matchups, and it's like, geez, that's just going to be overwhelming. Allred's going to have to shoot the ball well, which he did last time they played. Chase Crane is going to have to have to do, uh, defensively. He's who are you going to put him on? You're going to put him on Liam. You're going to. I feel like you got to put Watson or Wilson. And is Bear going to get in foul trouble? It's, it's you're going to have to get Liam or Raz in foul trouble. Maybe there's so many different aspects of this game. If they just go out and play and go up and down, this is going to be high scoring as well. The last game was 85 to 60, 66. I mean, high scoring, fun, high octane. We haven't even talked about Bowden Howe either. And yeah, we, have, we haven't talked about Bowden He's a guy Bowden who could Howe. pop for 30. He scored 50 before last year. So, And he's one of those guys that, like, if he's got it going, he can get hot. It's a wrap. You know, so, it's yeah, it's going um, to yeah. be a challenge. It's going to be fun to see how Bowden plays in uh, in the Idaho Center. Um, Haas fight's going to love it. It's gonna, that's his vibe. Liam's vibe. You know, all, all those guys. And I, I do think that is – I'm going to say this because I, I want to continue. I've been talking to people about this. And when it comes to point guards, I, I can't get over Jace Allen's efficiency numbers and what he's doing per 32, what he did when he finally got a full games load against CUNA. I think he played 27, 28 minutes, and he had eight points, eight assists, seven rebounds, six steals. Uh, him and Nash Humphreys, for me, are, are one and two of the top two point guards in the state pure true point guards the, that's that I'm gonna love watching that they're both playmakers they can both score Jace Allen is my guy he plays a lot like I did and I'm, I'm just excited to see all those guys on the floor at the same time because I didn't get to see 
the last time they played, but Madison can win this game. I'm going with the five-point game. The number is five for me, um, and it's going to come down to who's going to hit big shots. And when you're going against Nash Humphreys, it worries me a little bit because because Madison could go win the state championship this year. But yep. uh, but yeah, we're both going to the Waihee, and then you took Lake City and Eagle, which would be wild, the right. seven versus the six, and I took Coeur d'Alene and Timberline. Why don't you go first? Um, I think that I mean, I think for me, I think that Eagle, I don't know. I just feel like they, I feel like they get it done and they get to the state championship. And I know that's a big goal of their seniors. And I think that that's something that they would, it means everything for them to get to this point and to be a team that everybody thought was going to be better this year. And they made it. They're there. And I, I don't know. I just have the same yeah. weird feeling that they're going to be the state championship game. I have no idea why. I just know, like that's that's how I feel about it, and so, and I could be a hundred percent wrong, yeah, and which would be okay, but yeah. I'm gonna take Eagle, and I think Eagle beats Lake City. I think they beat them by twelve, yeah, and they and they get. I think the size is too much. I mean, I know Josh Watson is big, but if he gets into foul trouble, which he has before, yeah, it puts them in a tough spot, yeah. and I just, I just don't see anybody locking up Russ. No. I don't, and and they run they run their stuff and they get so many easy buckets for guys. Cole Pugh on on the wing is always making that back backdoor lob. They're playing pass. more free this year than I think they've ever yeah. played. They're playing faster than they've ever played before, and I think when they get into transition and Russ just is doing what he does, being flashy, dropping dimes, getting shots for everybody, and he's scoring at the rim. He's not missing free throws. Yeah. He's not missing too many threes. Yeah, he can lower the turnovers, but. That's yeah. what happens when you have a high usage player. So yeah. um, I just I, I just take Eagle, man. I don't know yeah. what it is. I felt like this for the last two days. I've tried to get myself to bounce out of it, but I'm taking Eagle. Yeah. And they'll yeah. be in the state title game for me. If that game happens, I would I would I would say Reese Strawn, Russ Gibson, who whichever one outplays the other, I'm taking that team. But but Eagle's more disciplined than Lake City, more organized at times. And you got a senior group against a bunch of young guys who have been there, which which does matter. But that would be for me that that that's a toss up. I, I I wouldn't know. I would have to wait to see if that happened, and then I would choose. But uh, but then we go down, or or, or for me, I chose. Uh, excuse me, Timberline versus Coeur d'Alene. I think Timberline physically would surprise Coeur d'Alene, and yeah. and I think that Orchard versus Co would be a phenomenal matchup. But I think how Noble runs his stuff and run guy, runs guys off screens. I think Alex Coe would would have to play well. I think he would play well because if Cordelaine is up and down as well, they can be undisciplined. They have some some defensive holes also at times, and and the North doesn't always get you prepared for what's to come down here. We saw it with Lake City two years ago when they lost to that Centennial group right. when Buchanan and those guys were juniors and they lost right. to Centennial. They don't get tested in a Coeur best win in Idaho is Lake City. Right. And it will still be Lake City if they win the first round, and then they go get Timberline or Eagle. Tough to pick against Timberline or Eagle in that game right. based on you know them being, them being battle-tested. If, if that Eagle team beats this Timberline team in this game and then they go play Coeur d'Alene, they have a shot for sure. But I'm going Timberline. I'm going Timberline against Coeur d'Alene. I'm going to Timberline to get to the state championship against Owyhee round three, and they just lost to Owyhee by eight. And they were an Alex Coe missed corner three away from tying that game with three minutes. And if they would have tied that game, that would and that's Alex's shot. And, and right. he'll make that seven out of ten times. But I think it's going to be Timberline, Owyhee, round three. That's my prediction. Who would you take in a quarter lane Timberline game? In a quarter lane Timberline game? Whew. 
Man, I, I like I like Corlane and I want I want to push them further, but I just haven't seen enough, and they haven't had enough significant wins for me to just dive all in and put all my you know my eggs in one basket. So I, I would take Timberline, and I think Reese Elder, dude, when he plays well and he does what he does, like I didn't realize the caliber of score this kid can be, and yeah. the um, the I, I'm, I call, I'm gonna call it bravery because I you know I gotta be smart with how I choose to say this. Yeah. He takes shots where you got to have stones. Yeah. And yeah. he and, and he did that. He did yeah. that in the uh, district championship. He dom- like he dominated. He was unguardable. Mm-hmm. He was pulling shots and and the thing was even though he scored, it wasn't like he was on fire in a sense of like these were swishes. These were shots that he just willed in. His will yeah. didn't go away. He was fighting to the very end. Yeah. Imagine if he would have been swishing these. Yeah. He would have kept it rolling and rolling and rolling. Yeah. And so and he he I mean, he has. He, he can no get his shot off whenever he wants. Whatever he wants, yeah. and he's he's shooting full full on pull up jumpers from the three point line, yeah. and it doesn't matter if there's hand in his face. He was shooting some of them from from college, the NBA line. Yeah. Where I'm like, yo, this kid can go, and he just he didn't back down. And those bigs that they have, they went for every rebound. They played. I've seen them play physical physical before, but they out physicaled. Hawaii. They, they were did. tougher. They, they were a tougher team that night. They did. And at least from what I've seen, and maybe I was wrong. It felt like, even though Hawaii won, it felt like they didn't. Yeah. I it know. felt like Timberline won the game. Yeah. And so um, I would take Timberline. And I think, I mean, Alex Cole, is, he, he's, he's a first team all conference guy. He's one of the top players in the state. He's one of the most humble kids that will never speak about himself ever. And he's just a worker. He's yeah. been a worker since he was young. Um, I have, you know, was fortunate to coach him at one point in time, and he came into a game that I was coaching, and he was he started off the game 0 for 6. And I told him if he was to stop shooting, he might as well just sit by me the rest of the game. The dude went off hit five or six straight threes after that. Yeah. And so from seeing that was when he was young, eighth yeah. grade. So now when I look at him, I'm like, this is who he was always going to be. Yeah. He's, he's a knockdown shooter. He has a high IQ. He plays at his own pace. Um, and I just think that he, you know, they, he would be too much. I think that those bigs down there, they're physical. And their team is so tough and they played so hard. And I think Travis Noble's done a great job. Yeah. He's, done, he's done a great job. It's they're like, together defensively. It's like a Virginia. Yep. It's got that kind of Virginia yep. vibe, yep. right? Pack line defense yeah. for those that those the coaches that think they know. Pack yeah. line defense from Virginia. If you don't know, now you know. Oh, my goodness. They just held North Carolina to 54 and only scored With 42. Great principles, helping oh. in the gaps. That's look just like College of Idaho, how they just played. Yeah. In cool. the gaps, talking. And that's how Timberline is look. They look really well, and I, I would take them in that game. And I think if, if it's not Eagle, I think it's Timberline in the state championship. Game, yeah, yeah. For, without a doubt. Yeah, and no, no disrespect to Coeur d'Alene. It, and it as, seems as like we don't pick seed. the North, but it's like a lot of people say, well, you guys don't know the North, this, that. But it's like, look at their wins. For people to watch the game and have seen all over the state, we're talking about strength of schedule. We're talking about all these teams. Really look at these teams and who they've played and how they've competed. And then tell me if they have significant wins where you know that this team is the top team up there. Yeah. You can't confidently say that Coeur d'Alene, even though they won and they beat Lake State twice, you can't confidently say that they're the best team in that conference by a mile. Yeah. You so, can't you, yeah, you I, can't I, do I that. That's no disrespect to them. I think they're great. And I want them to win. I want them to be – I want us to be wrong. Yeah. But at the same time, when I'm looking at all the things that we've seen, these teams out here have, have, have played better. Yeah. They've played better. they played against more competition. They went and traveled and played against great people. And majority of these teams that we've seen, their best – Teams that they played against have not been from our state. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I'm so high on Madison. Like, I'm high on them because I've seen what they've done. I've seen how they played. I've seen how the show that they put on. They should have won that Corona Centennial game. I know. So it's like, I know. You look at that, and that's your top team that you played against. Yeah. And 
even with NBA talent, you fought like that. It was a it was a show like that where we're on the edge of our seat. Like, you know, there's been such great basketball in the Valley this year yeah. and in the state of Idaho. And yeah. it's like, if you're not going to show up to the state tournament, you are going to miss out. And it is a disservice to the kids. Yeah. It's a disservice to you as a fan because there's going to be great games everywhere. Oh, Regardless yeah. of the max preps, like forget max yeah, preps. Yeah. With it's going to be a great tournament. But it's going to be a great tournament. And yeah. no disrespect to, to these teams. And you've earned your way. You've earned it. Yeah. And we're not taking that from you. But how it's set up, some of you guys are, are getting a, I won't say easier, but you're getting a more favorable favorable route to the yeah. state championship when some teams, you're going through the two top teams, arguably, playing against each other in the semifinals. Yeah. It's not good. It's not what we want. It's not what nobody wants. It's not what they want. Yeah. And so, you know, but I, I, I no, no disrespect to these other teams. I just feel like it's going to be an Hawaii Eagle game or a Hawaii Timberline game. Yeah. And... If not them, either Madison and Timberline or Madison and Eagle. Yeah. And I think that either Hawaii or Madison ends up winning it. Yeah, I agree. And and we're both clearly taking uh, taking Hawaii. I think Timberline, I will say, I do think Timberline can beat Hawaii after what I saw. They have yeah, the best bet out of any team from that side. Yeah. That's, they have the best bet. Yeah, because they've seen them. They've been there. They're not afraid of him. And Reese Elder, Hawaii uh, has brought in the best out of Reese Elder. Yep. I, I will say that, and he has continued to grow. So sh shout out to him. So, so let's get ready for a great state tournament. Um, I'm excited to to hang out with you and do what we love to do and and talk basketball and and, and do basketball. Good luck to everybody um, in, in the tournament this week. Stay healthy. Um, I'll finish this off in a quick prayer, and yep. and and we'll we'll call it a wrap till post post basketball season. Yes, sir. All right, Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the ability to just spend time together and do what we love to do, which is just talk ball, just talk basketball. And uh, please keep every one of these uh, athletes healthy um, this weekend at the state tournament at the Idaho Center. Help us to have a, uh, a, a fun time and just a, have it be a great environment and just use the game of basketball to, uh, to just help people just affect each other positively so thank you for the game of basketball thank you for the state tournament and just just the ability to do this in jesus name amen amen all right baby turning time yes sir the madness is here